0: Everybody, if we could uh, have y'all attention and quiet down. Can everybody go ahead and quiet down in the chambers? Uh, we're going to go ahead and start the presentation part of our council meeting. Uh, at this time, I'd like to uh, uh, I recognize our parish president,
1: Cynthia Lee Shang. Thank you so much, Mr. Chairman. Well, you see a lot of people with orange shirts in the room. Um, I'm going to get ready to recognize them, but this is about... October October is Diversity Awareness Month, and the Jefferson Parish Diversity and Inclusion Board, spearheaded, spearheaded by our leader, Chairwoman Aline Bernard. Aline, um, There she is. Um, works diligently to promote diversity and inclusion within our workforce and throughout Jefferson Parish. There is a statistic that I love to say about Jefferson Parish, and I say it as many times as I can. In Louisiana, we are the most diverse parish of the 64 parishes, and that is our strength, that is why we are so strong. So leadership and diversity certainly go hand in hand. I want to thank this board um, that continues to promote diversity awareness and inclusion in our workplace. It's very important to give employees a voice by creating an inclusive culture. Every initiative and action undertaken to address and improve diversity and inclusion is a step toward uplifting and enriching our work environment and benefits our workforce and the citizens we serve. So when we came in office in January of 2020, I had a meeting with them and I said, let's change this up. Let's broaden these programs, let's have fun in the process while we can learn about our differences. Let's eat good food, let's dance, and these these folks have really programmed our diversity and inclusion program, they've made it so much better, they've really taken it to the next level. So, I want to recognize them, but I think we were in this chamber right here. Or we were on the West Bank, we had the Zulu tramps and we were dancing our heinies off right here. Yes. Um, Chinese New Year was celebrated with the Rising Sun Dragon Lion Dance Team. And they also serve so many different um, public programming outside. They'll set up booths at all of our other um, department initiatives to be there to represent our parish so well. So I want to thank them for their time, their passion, and their creativity. Um, and they're really doing a good job. So with that, I want to, Eileen, do you want to come speak? Yes, Yes.
2: Good morning, everyone. I'd like to thank you, Madam President, Parish Administration, the Jefferson Parish, Dr. Zimmerman, and the members of the Jefferson Parish Diversity and Inclusion Board for supporting diversity and inclusion in Jefferson Parish. Our board is grateful to have a platform to celebrate the diversity that represents Jefferson Parish. In 2023, our goal is to reach the masses and to take it to the next level. Thank you all.
1: Thank you. you. So I'd like to recognize everyone here. I'm going to call... Call out your name, Eileen Bernard. We're going to have a certificate for all of you all who are on this board. Dr. Vanessa Zimmerman, if you could come up. She's outside okay. She's outside, okay. Daniela Bayo. congratulations to those of you who um, don't know. Daniela Bayo just had a baby the other day, so obviously she is not here. So we just gave her a baby shower, we thought she had a little more time, and then a few days later she had the baby. Um, Brittany Major from, so um, from the Inspector General's office, Adrian Bro. from Human Resources, Antoinette Davis from Jeff Cap. Brianna, am I going too fast? Oh, tell me. Brianna Doranslet from Parks and Recreation, our JPRD. Donna Evans from Purchasing. Stacey Fields, Jeff Cap. Heather Glass, Electronic Information Systems. Dion Green from our council side, research and budget. Dion's behind you. Jasmine Hamilton from Accounting. Brent Herman, General Services. Keishell Jones from my office, Keishell, Dr. Keishell, okay, Jones. Donnie Lewis, Community Development. Donnie. Irene Lunken from the Library System. Irene. Joanna Miller, Transit. Ray Mola, Engineering. Ray. Terry Pajares from the Parish Attorney's Office. Pay hey, Palifax Community Justice Agency. Okay. Hector Pineda, my office. Hector, thank you, Hector. Christy Richardson, Citizens Affairs, and Tanya Bates, Workforce Connection. Did I miss anybody? Did I miss anybody? <coughs> Who was that? Well, here. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Council members, would you want to come take a picture with our diversity and inclusion board? Thank you so much. Interesting picture. Okay. You got the proclamation? Okay. Can y'all try to come in? Oh. Okay, I'm, I'm told that I forgot to read the proclamation, guys. So. Okay. All right. Whereas October is Global Diversity Awareness Month, and a special time to increase awareness and to celebrate the diversity and uniqueness of ethnicities in the world. And whereas the Jefferson Parish Diversity and Inclusion Board, these incredible men and women who stand before you, serves as an important and vital communication source between parish leadership and our employees, while advocating for a more inclusive workplace culture. And whereas the Jefferson Parish Diversity and Inclusion Board is comprised of department representatives, and you heard me I announce that in all the different departments that are represented here. Who serve to foster a better understanding and awareness of the value of each human being regardless of their nationality, color, race, sex, gender, country of origin, or language. And whereas the d board educates, celebrates, and highlights the performance, accomplishments, and excellence. And the unique abilities of our diverse Jefferson Parish workforce. And creates a welcoming, inclusive environment to better serve our community. And whereas recent challenges such as the COVID-19 pandemic and Hurricane Ida have highlighted the need for even greater awareness and acceptance of individuals whose cultures and ethnicities are different from our own, we are a stronger community when we help each other. And whereas the d board has brought unique entertainment and educational events for the enjoyment of our employees, and whereas the D&I board is recognized and commended for making great strides in promoting diversity, awareness, and inclusion in our Jefferson Parish workplace, now, therefore, I, Cynthia Lee Shang, president of Jefferson Parish, do hereby proclaim the month of October 20, 2022 as Diversity and Inclusion Awareness Month. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Kay. Okay. Thank you. Wait, there's, there's one. Yeah, oh, there's, there's one. one yeah. at, what's her name? Who's that? I mean, coming uh, in Christina. now. Uh, Christina. What? Rich. Christy Richardson. From where? Um, Citizens Affairs. Christy Richardson from Citizens Affairs is joining us. So thank you, Christy. Someone in the picture? Okay, thank you. Yes, I'll be yes, sure. We'll get her. We got it good? Y'all squeeze hey, in. Squeeze in. <laughs> we'll
3: one one, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank y'all. You. Great work, guys. Thank, thank you Great work. Thank you good work good
1: work Donnie great uh, y'all keep it up keep it up great work okay? (laughs) okay Okay, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I do have um, two more proclamations. Um, I'm going to ask Mr. Robert R- Romero to come forward. Is Mayor Corner here? Did he get here? Mr. Romero? And he is joined with other members of our Filipino community. Father, Anthony, thank you. Good seeing you, Father. So this is a perfect time for this next proclamation, given that we just celebrated our D&I board and that, Um, October is Global Diversity Month and this is a really special history that we have here in Jefferson Parish that I will admit being of Asian descent I did not know the rich history that has been in the Lafitte area um, right here in Jefferson Parish. So we wanted to highlight this, um, this, this great story and this great history that we have and it is Filipino American History Month so it all worked out Incredible, so as we continue our d D Diversity Inclusion Awareness Month I want to take a moment to recognize an important group that first settled in Louisiana in the late 18th century. So um, we have here with us Mr. Robert Romero who is the Honorary Counselor for Louisiana and Father Anthony. Thank you for being here, we just met a couple weeks ago and I'm glad to see you back because I said I really want to highlight this in Jefferson Parish. It was a great meeting and you brought members of your community with you here as well. The Filipino-American are the second-largest Asian-American ethnic group in the nation and were the first documented Asian people to arrive in the United States. We're proud to have one of the very first Filipino settlements, Manila Village, right here in Jefferson Parish. So in honor of this settlement and the history, pursuits, and accomplishment and legacy of Filipinos in the region, I want to present this proclamation to to you all, and I'll read it. And then our public information office did an incredible video so we can really celebrate this incredible history that we have. So I'll read the proclamation first. Whereas the people of the Philippines have contributed to our global culture and community and Filipino Americans are now the second most populous Asian group in the United States. And whereas Filipino American History Month was established in 1988 to commemorate the arrival of the first Filipinos who arrived in what is now Morro Bay, California on October 18, 1857. And whereas Filipinos have settled in Louisiana since the late 18th century, participating in the birth and development of Louisiana's emblematic seafood industry. And whereas at the turn of the 19th century in Jefferson Parish's, our very own Barataria Bay, a group of Filipinos established Manila Village, constructing raised platforms on stilts above the water. These structures, constructed by local fisherman Quintin de la Cruz, became the forerunners of the Louisiana shrimp drying industry. And whereas the month of October is an appropriate time to promote and reflect on Philippine history and culture, to provide all citizens with the opportunity to hear about and appreciate the contributions of Filipino Americans, not only to Jefferson Parish, but to the world. And whereas Filipino Americans have enhanced the freedom, prosperity, and greatness that we continue to enjoy today, And the customs and traditions of Filipino Americans are respected and celebrated as part of the rich history of our state and nation. And whereas Jefferson Parish acknowledges the enduring legacy and ongoing impact of the Filipino American community and encourages all citizens to join with them in celebrating this month. Now therefore, I, Cynthia Lee Shang, President of Jefferson Parish. Do hereby proclaim the month of October, 2022, Filipino American History Month in Jefferson Parish. Yes. Thank you so much. You want to speak now, Mr. Murrow? Okay. Okay.
4: Greetings to everyone in attendance, to the honorable Parish President, and the esteemed Council members. As we focus on another milestone in our, uh, in our celebration of the 2022 Filipino American History Month in the US, I extend our sincerest gratitude to the Honorable Paris President and the Jefferson Paris Council, and uh, is the, uh, the mayor of uh, the town of Jean and all those in attendance on this meaningful proclamation. While most of us are U.S. citizens, either by naturalization or birth, yet we trace our ancestry as Filipinos, and that is why we are Filipino-Americans. Not only that most of us call Louisiana home, and we value our heritage, but with this proclamation, it officially solidifies a profound historical significance of our pioneering Filipino engagement. Manila Village in Jinlafit Lafitte of Jefferson, Paris, and the Saint Malo in Saint Bernard, Paris, are the first uh, fi- permanent Filipino settlement in the U.S. Some were even here before the formal independence of the United States. But remembering the Philippines as a maritime country, based on an archipelagic doctrine of government, It is the oldest democratic republic in Asia, a predominantly Catholic country of over 110 million people presently, spread over 7,641 islands. We have been through our history under different colonial rule. Our resiliency in the face of so much adversity had been ingrained to us as we advance for a better opportunity. After all, we are not part of the headlines, but always on the front lines. One of the greatest legacies of American influence in the Philippines is in the area of education. Here in Louisiana, for instance, Filipinos have shared back that legacy in education. We now have very good Filipino teachers recruited after Hurricane Katrina, teaching science, technology, mathematics, and, of course, English. We can then say that we have come full circle in education. And in today's society, you can find Filipinos at work practically in all, human, in all fields of human endeavor. For instance, the introduction of the dried shrimp industry by our Filipino pioneers, especially in the Manila valleys, communities of Jin Lafitte, which became the forerunner of our rich shrimping industry today. Or the well-trained Filipino seafarers manning the ocean cargo vessels and bringing our much-needed international commodities through our major ports. Or just lately, the offshore workers in the oil rigs for our natural gas and oil industries. Not to mention our healthcare professionals and technical people during these pandemic times. Thus were some of the many contributions of Filipinos in the U.S., along with our military and economic alliances, which necessitated the due recognition by the U.S. Congress in a joint resolution proclaiming October of each year as a Filipino-American History Month. Through this council's proclamation, I sincerely accept it on behalf of all the Filipinos and Filipino Americans here and around the world. But just like the rest of humanity, we had chances of reflecting on our personal struggles, sacrifices, and triumph as well. For history is not neutral. We are judged by the lives we led and legacy we shared. On this note, I want to extend to all to visit our new major contributions in this community. Aside from our Manila Village historical markers in Jean Lafitte and the St. Malo historical marker in St. Bernard, it is the Filipino food exhibit in partnership with Southern Food and Beverage Museum at the Nunes Community College. It is another first of its kind Filipino-American exhibit to showcase what can be achieved together in our food and cuisine. We hope that as the year's progress, we will remain partners in sharing our cultural and historical ties based on our shared values and ideals. Lastly, since New Orleans, Louisiana, is the site of the next Miss Universe beauty pageant in January 2023, we are rooting for either the representative from the Philippines or the US both of which have Filipino ancestry in them. I want to reiterate once again, that home to most of us is not necessarily found in one's place of birth, but where we treasure our heritage and contribute our best efforts in a society of our choice. Thank you with this proclamation. I love that. Thank you very much. And I, I love
1: that last sentence, the way you closed it, incredible. So you want to talk now, or you want us to play the video? or will just okay, like yeah. comment
0: real fast. Uh, look, very proud to have you here with us today. Stood by you and Mayor Kearney years ago when we did the monument in Lafitte, and that was a very proud moment. Uh, a lot of fishermen have on their marker Manila Village uh, as a place to try to go catch some fish since I was a little boy. Uh, I have a lot of great memories of back then when they did have a little bit of Manila Village left when I was a young man, but I have a relative that is still living that she used to spend her in her youth spend her summer months on Manila village. And I still hear the stories of, of how she loved being out there, uh, the drying of the shrimp industry, the gentleman with the, the, the general store when they would try to steal a little bit of candy from him because you're know, way out there. There's not a whole lot of treats. Uh, and uh, a lot of great memories in my family because of you know your culture, and appreciate having you here. And I'm, I'm very proud that we're recognizing y'all today. Thank you. Hold on. Unmuted, yeah. Right.
5: I know you said that you weren't aware of the history of Manila Village, but let me assure you that your father was. He and I uh, used to fish in the Lafitte area quite often, and any time we were near the, the area that was Manila Village, we would always go by there, and, and he would talk very fondly of it. And in in the early days when we did that, there were peers still left there that would support even Harry and me. And... Uh, we would get out tie the boat up and we would sit there for hours and fish and uh he was very proud of the area and very proud of the people that had been there and what they had accomplished so uh i'm, I'm very pleased that uh, that you have done this it's certainly very deserved
1: hey mr moore i think we can cue up um, our public information office did a video that um, we'd like to play right now
4: Manila Veleds' name became an American lexicon because those early Filipinos, though they don't have the chance to go back to the Philippines again, they still love their country, their homeland, and so they named their platform Manila Village in honor of Manila, the Philippines. has the first permanent settlement of Filipinos in the US. They built platforms. The platform is on top of uh, the marshlands. The largest of them all is Manila Village. It became the strength-drying facility in the town of Ginlafit. Manila Village is strange because that is as big as uh, three football fields. All of these become uh, a flourishing business. All of these platforms are strength drying facilities and uh, most of the product of this one are exported from here. Strength drying, that is the common practice of preserving the cats because there are no refrigeration back then. Quintin de la Cruz is uh, the founder of the Manila Village. He founded uh, the Manila Village platform, the platform that is the biggest one, but there are other platforms that are right around that area also. There is uh, John Rojas who founded also the Clark Senior. It is not only bold, but if you want to survive, the only way that they know how to survive is by on their own skill, and fishing is the answer to it because of the richness of the resources of the ocean there. Hurricane Betsy finally finished off or closed the operation of Manila village. We can truly say that the earliest Filipino settlement is not only part of our history, but a real story of hope and opportunity.
0: So. Very nice.
1: Thank you, obviously you can see the incredible history right here in Jefferson Parish, what we have. And so I want to thank our public information office. We did that video in-house, incredible work guys, incredible work. So um, if the council members want to take a picture, and I'd like to invite the members of our Filipino community up to take pictures with our council members.
5: Hopefully nothing. Did I hear the Rojas family mentioned in that in that tape?
4: Yes. What play, what part did they play in that? Were they part of it? Actually, the uh, uh, Clarks in here. Uh-huh. That is their platform. Okay. Have... Maybe we need to look at just building at least a Lisa platform. Yes.
0: Okay, that I'm just saying, great. you know. Yeah, well, I, sure. We're going to do fair. something. Yes, yeah. I, I, you know, well, I just want my fishing I just want my fishing spot. That. Oh, all right. <laughs>
4: well, let's make a deal. After mm-hmm. the Miss Universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <Right. laughs> So
1: next up, it's not a proclamation, but I want to invite a member of my club because I'm a proud member of Dawn Busters Kiwanis, um, Mr. Sal LaRock, as well as our Lafreniere Park director, Trip Rabelais, to come talk to you about some exciting events coming up. And Mr. Laroque, I want to thank you for all your work. You all... Dawn Buster's Kiwanis and the amount of projects that, that we do, because I'm a member of the club, but you all do the work, um, are absolutely incredible, and you just keep, you keep bringing it on and more and more. So thank you so much for everything you do, Mr. Sal.
6: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you to our distinguished parish president and our esteemed council members. What you see here is um happy, happy Halloween trip Hole. <laughs> Happy Halloween. As a member of Dawn Busters, I want to personally thank you for supporting us. We are in a partnership with Lafreniere Park, and we're going to host the first annual trunk or treat and Booty you event. It's a partnership and a fundraiser for Lafreniere Park. We want to thank you, Mr. Impostala, for allowing us to have such an event. Our Dawn Buses Kiwanis Club, and there's a lot of us in this room now, We just want to thank you for that opportunity. And from 2 to 6, it's going to be all about children. I guarantee it's going to be a lot of fun. Trip is now going to tell you about 6 to 9 o'clock, which is Trunk or Treat.
7: October 22nd, it's Saturday the 22nd. From 6 to 9, we will have our third annual Trunk or Treat at Laffanier Park. We've been able to do this for the last three years in a row safely, and everybody's had a great time. What I did bring today was the trophy that is available if you bring the best dressed car. Last year that was peak BMW, he swears it's gonna be there again this year, but that's a handmade trophy from our staff that will be awarded to the best dressed car. All we ask you to do is bring a 1,000 pieces of candy, bubbles, whatever treat you wanna give the kids so that they have someplace safe to come over in Jefferson Parish. It's been very successful. Sal, of course, has made it even more successful, I, I imagine, this year. Uh, so we're looking forward to an even bigger event for this year. So I thank you guys for your time. I thank you as always for your support.
8: And uh, Mr. Rabelais and and Mr. Sal LaRock, who is most people don't know is Tripp's godfather, Um, certainly Tripp's hero. Um, All you got to do is sit with him for a little while. Um, But what they have done... um, at the trunk or treat in Lafreniere Park. The reason Tripp said a thousand pieces of candy is there will be over a thousand kids at this, and there are every year. Um, it's, it's been un- unbelievably successful, unbelievably positive. Uh, Dawn Busters, again, is another example of the public private partnerships that we've done in the parish, in particular at Lafreniere Park, um, where there was a need. Um, that Dawn Buster stepped up and helped organize this event in connection uh, with our office and with Trip at, um, at Lafreniere Park. Uh, please come out. It's If you want to believe in something positive in our community and how positive it is to live in Jefferson Parish, trust me, you come there that night. I know uh, Councilwoman Van Vranken always has a booth, uh, Parish President um, Cynthia Lee Shang always. Shows everybody up with uh, their costumes and um, they they set the bar pretty high as a general rule, uh, but i 'm okay with losing that contest uh, but uh but thanks to Mr. Rabelais, I do have a car this year that might very well compete so um, although councilwoman van Franken's proud of her broncos, so who knows this this might be a pretty nasty year for competition but thank you all for everything
0: thank you very much uh. Councilman, do you have a presentation? Recognize Councilman Impostato. And we'll be starting the meeting a little late. We have a couple more presentations. All right, you
8: uh, it's fitting that we're, we're by coincidence, but um, it's fitting that we're having a discussion today about uh, recreation, but because these proclamations that were given today um, recognize one of our often under celebrated recreational programs, but certainly one that I know everyone in this room is perhaps the most proud of, um, which is our remarkable uh, recreation program, the Re uh Special Needs Recreation. Uh, department or division of our recreation department and um, if Mr. Bazile in the room if he is if if you want to join us for this proclamation I think it would be fitting. Um, What we have today are two young men who represent everything that Jefferson Parish uh, and Jefferson Parish Recreation stand for as these two men were selected I'm going to call them All-Stars, basically selected by the Special Olympics, Louisiana Special Olympics, two of eight kids in the state uh, selected to represent Louisiana Special Olympics at Major League Baseball facilities at the uh, USA-Canada game. And um, it's Matthew Berg and Jesse Marino, if you all could come forward. And on on a personal note and that pretty much says it all uh if you have been involved in travel baseball in the last 10 years there is a legend a local legend in the the louisiana travel baseball baseball community which is coach matt berg um if you were anywhere around that i met him when my son was nine years old and uh we played a local big easy team at the state championship and they beat us handily in the state tournament. And But it was because they had the secret weapon, their first base coach, Coach Matt Berg. Um, if you watched over the years the way – and what it is, he was an assistant coach with his dad, Jeff, who's here, coaching his younger brother's team. If you had not watched the way those players, his brother's friends – and the other coaches responded to him and rallied around him and found inspiration by what he did, you have missed out handily. Um, I was touched by it in person, and it continues um, to give me inspiration to have an effect on other people the way he has with them. So it is my honor today to give a proclamation to both Matt and Jesse. This is a proclamation recognizing and commending two Jefferson Parish Recreation remarkable athletes, Matthew Berg and Jesse Marino, for being chosen by the Louisiana Special Olympics to represent Special Olympic athletes at the baseball demonstration game in Bradenton, Florida. Whereas on September 12, 2022, Special Olympics athletes from New Jersey, South Carolina, Louisiana, and other states participated in a baseball game in Bradenton, Florida, and whereas this game was designed to provide Special Olympics a platform to show off the sport of baseball in hopes of paving a future for the game within the Special Olympics program, and whereas Louisiana Special Olympics sent a group of eight athletes in the state and two coaches, two of those athletes chosen were from our own Jefferson Parish Recreation Department remarkable athletics program and part of Special Olympics Jefferson Parish area. Matthew Berg and Jesse the are them. And whereas those athletes chosen were able to practice and play at Major League Baseball facilities and attend the USA versus Canada baseball game. And for Matt Berg, whereas one athlete from the entire group of athletes in the country was chosen to throw out the first pitch at the USA versus Canada game, that athlete was Matthew Berg. And whereas Matthew is the son of Jeff and Lori Berg. And whereas Matt, Matthew grew up playing sports at Gerard Playground, and served as a volunteer coach and referee there. Matthew now participates as a Jefferson Parish Recreation Department remarkable athlete in the sports of softball, bocce, bowling, track and field, and basketball. And whereas Matthew has earned several medals through his two years of competing at the local and state level. And whereas Matthew is currently employed full time by the Jefferson Parish Recreation Department as a groundskeeper at Johnny Bright Playground where he continues to volunteer as a coach and referee. The Jefferson Parish Council hereby recognizes and commends Matthew Berg in being chosen by the Louisiana Special Olympics to represent the Special Olympics athletes at this baseball game in Bradenton, Florida, and for being chosen to throw out the first pitch at the USA versus Canada baseball game. The Jefferson Parish Council also wishes Matthew Berg good luck on all of his future endeavors. And now for (laughs) Jesse, where Jesse is the son of Sharon and David Namey. And whereas Jesse has participated in the Jefferson Parish Recreation Remarkable Athletics Program since 2019, and whereas Jesse has competed locally and at the state level in the sports of basketball and softball, and played basketball for Team Louisiana's basketball team in the 2022 USA Games in Orlando, Florida, and whereas Jesse attended Nichols State University, and Delgado Community College, graduating with an associate's degree in mathematics. And whereas Jesse is currently employed full-time at NAMI FX, providing pyrotechnics in the movie industry, the Jefferson Parish Council hereby recognizes and commends Jesse Marino in being chosen by the Louisiana Special Olympics to represent Special Olympics athletes at the baseball demonstration game in Bradenton, Florida. The Jefferson Parish Council also wishes Jesse Marino good luck in all his future endeavors. Congratulations. (laughs) Council members, parish president, could y'all join us?
0: may I do need to add something about Matthew Matthew and I go back a ways Um, but Matthew is also a firefighter apparently because a few days ago Matt stopped a fire from burning down the gym at Bright Playground Um, so he he caught an electrical fire he saw it and the fire was put out so people don't realize that good job Matt thank you Uh, Councilman Byron Lee
9: Would Alfred Bonneville Magnet Academy. Come up, please. Yes, yeah. Alfred Bonneville Magnet Academy helped us during a time. <clears throat> Excuse me, when we were having our annual seniors luncheon, and we had at least eleven hundred people there. but here today is four of the outstanding students who were part of a large entourage who helped our seniors, brought them food, made sure that they were seated in the right place, and just gave such outstanding service that we thought it was necessary for us to honor them. And they are here representing uh, two different groups that participated on that day. And so we thought that it would be uh, absolutely necessary for us to show uh, our support and thank you all for what you did for our seniors at our seniors luncheon. And so we have two proclamations. There were two groups. There were the steppers and there were the other group was the entourage of students who wanted to be there to make sure that our seniors in Jefferson Parish who attended this event would be treated as specially as possible. And so I read this proclamation. Jefferson Parish Certificate of Merit. Be it known that for outstanding service the Parish of Jefferson has conferred this certificate of merit upon African Alfred Bonnable Magnet Academy, High School's Boys and Girls Step Team and Entourage. Thank y'all so much, I really appreciate y'all, y'all effort. (laughs) Would all my uh, council colleagues please come down and join us.
0: I'd like to recognize Councilwoman Van Vranken.
10: I think one last proclamation. Um, Again, it's always nice when we get to talk about good things that the parish is doing. Earlier this week, um, there's a conference of about 18,000 people in town who are celebrating um, stormwater management, innovation in stormwater management. And Sammy Khalil of our Environmental Affairs Department was recognized. Um, Our Environmental Affairs Department won two bronze awards. Yesterday, I was in Baton Rouge for the Keep Louisiana Beautiful Conference, which is ongoing today. It's the biggest conference they had, and they recognized parishes, environmental affairs departments and beautification groups um, with the Circle of Excellence Award, and Jefferson Parish was one of those honorees. And so, Catherine Costanza. Who is on the agenda this morning to become our Director of Environmental Affairs? Catherine, if you'll come on up, it sure made us proud um, to have Jefferson recognized yesterday. If y'all want to come on down, we know that, uh, again, innovating in stormwater management is so important, keeping our community um, more beautiful. We're always battling litter and finding new ways to do that. So thank you for the leadership of your department.
0: Councilor Impostato. I'd
8: like to ask Ms. Terry Pajarish from the parish attorney's office to come forward. Um, she has, as we've done in the past, she puts on a, uh, an ep- epilepsy awareness event every year at Lafreniere Park, and uh, I think wants to discuss what's going, what, what we can expect, what's coming, and how we can celebrate uh, this wonderful event every, uh, as we have in the past.
11: Thank you. I please to talk to you about the epilepsy awareness walk Um, I don't want to give you any bad news but it just so happens that I have to go in and have a second surgery because my seizures are still continuing but I would like you to meet the Miss Lydell team Ava Bergeron who has epilepsy and she would like to speak
12: Um, hi so I am very honored to be here today and actually quite humbled so Um, I have to be honest with you guys. Um, Really, just two years ago, I really just couldn't imagine myself um, being here today um, and getting to be with the Miss USA organization. Um, So some doctors and organizations really um, might label me a statistic as one in 26, but um, I'm really a sister, a friend, and a trusted confidant. My story began in August 18th, 2004. Um, That's when I was born. I turned eight years old in 2012, and I was diagnosed with frontal lobe epilepsy. And throughout junior high um, and continuing throughout high school, um, I suffered some pretty bad bullying um, and a lot of challenges just throughout sports and school, um, really because of my condition. After a few rough years, Things smoothed over, and I was seizure-free. Then, at 16, I was diagnosed with juvenile myoclonic epilepsy. And then from school to sports, all the way to driving, this condition just affected every aspect of my life. From one medication to another, change after change, it was challenge after challenge. Things felt absolutely hopeless until, thankfully, due to the research, of doctors and scientists before me. This December, I had a vagus nerve stimulator implanted. Um, But due to this, um, I actually received a lot of workplace discrimination. Um, It was actually two different jobs that I was fired from. Um, I was called a liability, a burden. Just different things like that, and I'd really like to bring awareness to that. Um, So, really, I want to stand here today with everyone who, you know, has a neurological condition, um, whether that be epilepsy or something else. Um, And I just want to say that, you know, um, you're more than the societal limitations that someone may put on you. Um, and I really just want to encourage everyone to embrace the challenge um, and see yourself as a victor instead of a victim um, and lean in to the challenge and see the beauty and the refinement that can take place. Um, and actually there's a favorite scripture that I have. And it says those who plant in tears will harvest shouts of joy They weep as they go to plant in their seed, but they harvest joy. So to everyone who has been through a challenge, whether it seemed large or small, um, find a way to see victory and encourage someone else through it. So once again, I'm truly honored to be here with you guys today um, and speak before you. Um, And just be able to represent my state of Louisiana um, at the upcoming Miss Louisiana pageant. And um, just I'm really honored to be able to raise awareness for this issue um, and this cause. And I'm really thankful for this opportunity. So you guys have a blessed day.
11: I personally want to thank Dominic Impostato and Parish President Cynthia Lee Shang for helping in this. You guys announce the walk every year, and it has actually made my life light up again. People see me bounce around off the walls, and I talk a lot. (laughs) Um, But I do want to announce that the Epilepsy Walk this year is Lofnir Park Shelter 2, and we start at 9 a.m. in the morning, and we have a lot of supporters this year. Canes, and we have Zupardos, Walk-Ons. Faux pas, uh Dornax, Coca-Cola. We are lucky. It has grown up from year two to year three. We're going to keep it going. Thank you for letting me speak. I'm sorry, the date is November 5th at Shelter 2 in Lafnir Park from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, that concludes the presentation portions of this council meeting. We're now going to call the council meeting to order. Uh, This is a Jefferson Parish council meeting on Wednesday, October 12th, 2022, in the Joseph S. Yenny building at 1221 Elmwood Park Boulevard, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. (coughs) We now call this Parish meeting, council meeting to order. Uh, Councilman Bastardo, would you please introduce our guest?
8: Like to welcome uh, Father Stephen Bruno, who's current currently serves at Saint Rita's uh, Parish in Harrahan, but spent the better part of his life in the great city of Kenner, uh, both as a as a kid <laughs> growing up and also as the pastor at Saint Elizabeth Divine Mercy. I think he was in the the crossover between the two, as I recall. Uh, long time served in the city of Kenner. Now he's in Harrahan. Father Bruno uh, has been a great member of our community and a leader. Uh, certainly in in Jefferson Parish. So thank you, Father, for uh, greeting us today.
3: Thank you. It's a privilege to be here to lead you all in prayer before this meeting. And so we begin, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Almighty ever-living God, in whose hand lies every human heart and the rights of peoples, Look with favor, we pray, on those who govern with authority over us. That throughout the whole world, the prosperity of peoples, the assurance of peace, and freedom of religion may through your gift be made secure. We ask you to look with favor on these assembled council members for whom we now pray. And mercifully pour out on them the spirit of your wisdom that they may decide everything for the well-being and peace of all, especially those here in Jefferson Parish, and may never a turn aside from your will. And we ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you, Father. At this time, I would like to call up Mr. Sal LaRock from Dawn Busters to lead us in a pledge.
6: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with
0: liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Mr. Sal. Madam Clark, could you please take the roll?
13: Chairman Templett. Present. Councilman Walker. Here. Councilman Edwards. Here. Councilman Banana is absent. Councilman Lee. Here. Councilman Impostado. Present. <clears throat> Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present parish president miss lee shang yes ma'am and i've completed the role
0: thank you madam clerk uh before we get started I'd, I'd i'd just like to take a moment and say um this last weekend uh we were able to celebrate a great event here in jefferson Parish called the gretna heritage festival uh, i i know it's called the gretna heritage festival but it's really uh, a Jefferson Parish and a regional event. It just happens to have the name of Gretna Heritage Festival because that's where it's located. This event has changed uh, the way that Jefferson Parish looks at music and the region as a whole. Uh, the support from the parish is overwhelming, uh, com- parish president. I want to tell you personally, thank you uh, and the Fe- City of Gretna and Gretna Fest board. Say thank you for all the parish did to make the Gretna Heritage Festival a success. Uh, you know, from my council members, to y'all, to the public, uh, the event couldn't have been better. And without y'all help, it wouldn't have happened. Steve, you know, the numerous phone calls for assistance. I mean, this festival takes place in the Paris seat. So, uh, and we shined. Uh, we shined for a region. Uh, but I, I wanted to say personally thank you to Mark Drews, uh Neil Schneider, uh, uh, Brooke Burmaster. Uh, Brian Parks, uh, Gretchen Hurt, uh, Joe Valente, um, Ms. Barrios, uh, Jeb Tate. I mean, you know, out there, technology was introduced like no other festival before, and Jeb helped out a lot with, uh, you know, feeling some of those trouble. Uh, Brian Adams, uh, Randy Ballinger, uh, Ryan Badcock and uh, also all of the law enforcement agencies in the region, uh, they all came out to make this one of the safest family <clears throat> events that you could go to. Uh, and and that's, that's the part that is impressive. We had over 60,000 people show up at this event, and not one major arrest took place during it. Uh, I mean, that says a lot for our region in Jefferson Parish. As a whole so we just want also i want to make sure we say thank you to uh, the rta and the ferry service they they ran the ferry from canal street to the gretna heritage festival during this event uh and 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 did a great job so look thank you for everyone we probably missed somebody but this is truly a regional event that we all can be proud of and that's one thing i think each and every one of us try to do up here is make people proud of where they live, and uh, I I think we did that this weekend. Madam President.
1: Thank you, we had a great time at the Gretna Fest. (laughs) Was much missed, it was great to be at that again. I'll start with the Triple Crown Budget and Finance Award. The Government Finance Officers Association of the United States and Canada has just announced that Jefferson Parish is a 2020 Triple Crown winner. This designation recognizes governments who have received the GFOA Certificate of Achievement for Excellence in Financial Reporting, Annual Financial Reporting Award, and Distinguished Budget Presentation Award for a fiscal year. Each award program recognizes governments that produce reports which communicate their financial stories in a transparent manner and meet applicable standards. Jefferson Parish is one of just 317 governments that received the Triple Crown for fiscal year 2020. We are recognized, um, particularly because of the attention and efforts of our budget director, Victor Laraca, our accounting director, Madison Martin, along with the qualified and dedicated staff members of the accounting, finance, and budget departments led by finance director, Tim Palmetier. So congratulations on that to all of us, and thank you all for for that great effort. Um, Also, as as the councilwoman um, spoke to this, the Environmental Affairs Stormwater Award has been selected as a bronze winner in two separate Categories, program management and innovation under the Water, Environment, Federal, National, Municipal, Stormwater, and Green Infrastructure Awards Program. The awards were presented yesterday during the, um, during the conference. The program recognizes high performing, regulated municipal sewer, storm sewer systems and inspires them to exceed requirements by using innovative and cost effective approaches. I'd like to recognize our environmental affairs and stormwater management supervisor, Sammy Khalil who spoke at the conference about the uniqueness and challenges of managing stormwater in Jefferson Parish. And I'm realizing I think this is a different award. (laughs) Yes, so, and congratulations to all our employees in the Department of Environmental Affairs for their hard work in making sure Jefferson Parish is seen as a leader in stormwater management and green infrastructure across the country. Our transit administration is having a Tourist for Tots Holiday Drive. Transit has partnered with Toys for Tots this year to collect toys for the holidays. The event kicks off today and will run through December 12th. Toys will be collected for children ages 0 to 17 years old. Our transit department is encouraging all departments and the public to donate collection boxes, uh, to donate and collection boxes will be placed in our buildings. And on December 12th, all the toys will be collected and delivered to the Marines, to then distribute to the children in need throughout our community j our Jefferson Protection and Animal well- well- Welfare Society, is hosting Wagon Wheels Adoption Event this Saturday from 11 to 4 at Harley-Davidson, located at 6015 Airline Drive in Metairie. JPAWS will have plenty um, of pets available for adoption. If you can't make it to that event but would like to adopt an animal, please visit our JPAWS location at 2701 La Palco Boulevard. And um, if you can call for more information at 504 349 5111. I'd also like to give a special thanks to our JPAS director, Michelle Brignac, who has been in Florida. I think she's home now, but she was in Florida helping with the animal rescues because of the Hurricane um, Ian there. So um, thank you, Michelle, for representing Jefferson Parish as well as the state of Louisiana there. Our Jefferson Parish Library last weekend was participating in the Cape Passa Festival at Lafreniere Park. Library staff members were able to help members of the public sign up for library cards and renewals, check out items from the Spanish collection, and sign up for computer training classes. Thank you to all the staff members who made the event such a success and helped make sure our Hispanic residents had access to all the wonderful resources and programming that our library system has to offer. I was at that event. I did go up to the library to to talk to our employees, and they were so busy doing their work. And they actually had a line of people they were serving, I didn't even bother to to interrupt them doing their jobs. So great work to all of those staff members. Um, The Public Works Job Fair, the Jefferson Parish Personnel Department will be hosting two informational job fair events for all people interested in learning about job opportunities with the Jefferson Parish Public Works Department. The first job fair event will be on Tuesday, October 18th at the Department of Public Works Street Maintenance Building. That's 200 Shrewsbury Road in Jefferson, and that event will take place from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and the second job fair event will be Tuesday, October 25th at the Public Works Building, 1901 Ames Boulevard in Marrero. And that will be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. These job fair events are intended to provide an opportunity to speak directly with drainage, engineering, parkways, sewerage, streets, and water representatives to obtain information about the current jobs and answer questions about the application process. And compu- computers will be available during this event for being able to accept online applications. Um, if you want in- more information, you can call us at our personnel department, 504-364-2730. And then uh, on today's agenda, you can uh, you have members, my administration is requesting your favorable support of a new director of the Department of Environmental Affairs, uh, Ms. Catherine Costanza, that's number 94. Ms. Costanza has been with the Department of Environmental Affairs for over 21 years with experience in municipal solid waste management and environmental programs, uh, most recently serving as our assistant director. Uh, Resolution number 82 approves the appointment of Ms. Frances Turner to coordinator of the Office of Workforce Development. Uh, She's a native of, of Jefferson Parish for over 40 years. She worked in the Department of Workforce Connection as the program supervisor for 13 years and has been with the Office of Workforce Development for the past five years. And then uh, Ms. Stephanie Brumfield to the Director of Community Development. Ms. Brumfield has been a Jefferson Parish employee for 19 years, most recently serving as the Assistant Director of Community Development. And she has worked in many aspects of government which has allowed her to provide the highest level of service and to build relationships that benefit the community. So I'm going to ask them to stand and hopefully you all will, um, since I'm asking them to stand and recognize them, I'm, I'm surely hoping you're going to vote them in um, to their jobs. So if, if you all could please stand and get recognized by the crowd. And certainly this has been a very, very busy week with recreation and our recreation initi- initiatives. And I hope, you know, and I believe that we'll be able to have time to talk about that, maybe at another part during this meeting. Okay. Thank you.
0: Anyone have any comments?
8: I was actually uh, hoping, Parish President, could we, could we have that discussion now? And it might, it might simplify the discussion yes. later, perhaps. Um, I don't know if you if you had a presentation planned or if you just. I mean, look. I think we all know the the recreation issues have hit the top of the headlines for the last two weeks. Um, and from my vantage point, you know, I, I would like to commend you and your office and your director Mario Bazile, for taking on a challenge that is not a new one. And, and I think it's important that we acknowledge this is not something that happened overnight in terms of what's going on in our facilities, the data. And and granted, I guess, you know, we as, as council members and yourself have the luxury of having access to that data. Um, the participation and usage of our recreation facilities, certainly over the last 20 years would make a pretty strong case that we probably have more facilities than our participation would say, Um, would serve the current needs or at least the traditional needs that we're used to. Baseball, softball, volleyball, football, you know, traditional football, not, uh, not flag. I mean, the the kind of things that we all were used to, well, things are different now. And so there's been a participation decline, not everywhere, but, but in, in our system as a whole over the last 20 years, that has been unremedied and unaddressed. So I think, in, in absolute fairness, I think what I am 100% personally supportive of is the desire of your administration, Mario Bazile, the director, to attack that issue and say we've got to take our recreation department and try and get it to the next level. Um, the challenge, I, from my perspective, is that I'm not comfortable with the process to this point that has been followed to do it. And we've talked privately, but I think it's important for us from my vantage point to have that public discussion as to the process that is to be followed from, from this point forward. My concerns are the amount of community input that was done in advance and the input going forward, because there's two issues that I see. Number one, we're looking at certain facilities and I'm going to speak for Delta, which is in district four. There is no question (laughs) the, the activity at Delta is suboptimal, is not what we want to see. It's not getting the most out of our facility there. So I I am 100% supportive of the idea that something has to be done to transform the usage there so we can make sure our public's needs are getting served there. But first is identifying the problem, but then the second part is what the solution is, and that's probably where I have the most concern is – the process that has been and will be followed to determine if, in fact, the solution at those particular facilities is what is best for the community as a whole. Um, and it's critical to me that there be an assurance, that our public is has an assurance, that nothing will be done, nothing will be changed at these facilities or implemented at them unless and until it's been fully vetted, properly analyzed, and the appropriate community input not just to discuss what's going on at that facility but what's going to be done at that facility for example how did we determine that lacrosse or tennis or travel baseball is the need that is to be served at that particular site whatever that may be and to this point I speak for myself and say, I have not seen that data. I have not seen that analysis. I have not seen surveys. I have not seen community reach out to show that that's the best need served. Um, And I come from a unique position in the sense that there's one skateboarding park in Jefferson Parish. It's in Kenner. (laughs) We put it there eight years ago. Why? Because we did community outreach and determined that the fastest growing recreational activity in the country was skateboarding. (laughs) I know the process that we can go through to figure out if, in fact, that need needs to be served. And my concern is if we put millions of dollars into a facility, to me, nothing would be worse than putting that money in, putting the work in, taking the public outcry that is happening to then put in a solution that honestly doesn't serve the needs of the, of the community. So what I put on the agenda today was the creation of a task force. And that may not be the solution, I can accept that. Um, I intended to bring from the floor a motion to suspend and halt the implementation of this program. Um, my question to you, Parish President, is can we agree to the public that there will be no implementation of any of these changes at any of these facilities unless and until we're able to come back in this setting and and show the community buy-in that happened the community outreach that happened the analysis that happened and that sort of thing
1: absolutely 100% and i think you know i've spoken to all of you privately some of you have attended these meetings to say the very least this has been a humbling process for us i have learned so much Personally, I have taken a beating, but I have never been more excited, and my team has never been more pumped up, all of us. We are making really special things happen, so I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. I absolutely know your concerns. We will not take away. Uh, we will not change unless and until we have the the community input, and what I've learned and, I, and let me go back, let, let, let me give a history to why we took this on. And you, you touched on it, you un, understand it well, for, but for everybody who isn't in recreation and doesn't really know it, I, I really want to talk about it. As you, as you mentioned, Councilman, and I'd say if we were going to build it today, we probably wouldn't build 27 playgrounds. Um, and I'm, I, I know you are as well, Councilman, I'm a product of the JPRD system. And I know you're very involved like I am in club ball and in all aspects of it. We have disparity in our recreation system. We have playgrounds that have 2,400 kids, and we have playgrounds that have less than 100 kids. And those of us in sports know that the quality of the program is dependent on high volume of kids. You need to play different kids. You need to play a stronger team. You need to win sometimes. You need to lose sometimes. And you can't have fun or get that higher level of instruction if you're just playing the same little team because there was only two of you, two teams at the playground and you're just playing the same team week after week, okay? So that's what we're trying to solve there is the disparity and the natural lack of quality that comes with low volume playgrounds forfeiting games, which is the worst situation for us. That's a negative encounter for everybody. And every negative encounter in JPRD reduces the chance that that family and that child is going to come back for the next sport. Um, We also need to recognize that when I grew up in the 70s at Lakeshore Playground, I might have played all the sports there. Things are different now, and like Mario will say, there is a business aspect to youth recreation that we did not have when I was coming up. So my family has lived this as well. If you want your child to make a high school team, and I I come from the volleyball world, that's the sport I know, I would suggest to people that you get your daughter playing ball under the age of 10 and if they're jumping in at 12 they're playing catch up and it's really hard to try to get on at 13 or 14 unless they are exceptional so that is the 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 route that families are having to take for children who actually want to try to make a high school team is I got to pull off I can't play basketball I can't run track I got to do volleyball 100% of the time if I even have a remote chance of making that which is the fruition of club sports and I think to be fair, and I under, maybe I understand the reasons we as a recreation department, our history, I'm not blaming anyone, um, probably took a view of it's club or us. I felt that sort of pull in my family. We, we, many of us play club, but we want to support JPRD, but the programming and instruction at JPRD probably isn't as high as club. The club people have families that are dedicated to that sport 100% of the time. You, and you can't match that instruction with a volunteer parent who's well-intentioned and may be good but doesn't have that level of sports expertise. So people were pulling off to club and we were losing kids. And what we need to have for sports is to be able to encompass the beginner who's just learning a sport and also the best game with the experienced kids. I'd love a recreation department that can can serve both of those ends. So we want to be able to specialize. So why why wouldn't we when we have these empty gyms? Why can't we play bas- basketball all year long? Why can't we have centers? So that that calls for having centers, academies, if you will. And that word is being misconstrued misconstrued in so many ways. Like so so many things are. There's a lot of information as well. Um, and then we also want to have space to bring in new sports. You know, there's a lot of interest in pickleball, archery. Cornhole, family tennis, and and we've had success there. So we're not limited to space. We have the space, and we have empty space. We just gotta rearrange anything. So that's the reason why we took this on. I will tell you that you know we're we're we have been criticized with a plan, having a plan, and I think Mario was the first. You know I credit him because we took a beating at Lemon. I I mean a beating. And we listened and we learned a lot. And when Mario came in the next day, the first words he said to me was, I learned. I mean, that was the first words out of his mouth. So there is is a need for a plan because at that level, um, you need to understand what strong recreational departments around the country are doing. We know a budget. We know our footprint. We know a footprint for everywhere we could. Maybe we can't put a tennis court at some places. We we know... um, where where we have high volumes and low volumes. So we do have expertise on our team to to know the data. I think Mario said it best, um, and I don't want to take your line, Mario, but you you really hit the nail on the head. When he went to Avondale, he said he knew the data, and we had a plan. I'm sorry. He said this at Avondale, but he was talking about his experience at Lemon. And he said, but I didn't see the faces, and at Lemon I saw the faces. And I completely agreed with him. That was our experience there. And now we have to marry the faces with the data. And so where we deliver programs at a parish level and it's under our control because we have the expertise, drainage or sewerage, we don't go get that output. Maybe we approached it that way, like we know this, we're professionals. We quickly learned that the nostalgia that people have for their playgrounds that we almost saw as going to be hindering us because nostalgia is like, don't change, don't take away my high school, you know, my 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 childhood memories. Those very people, I would say, yeah, they have a nostalgia, but they don't realize we're not even fielding a team anymore. It's not the same. The, today's kids aren't going to have the nostalgia 30 years from now because I'm not giving them very much. Now I think we've learned... To turn it around and take that nostalgia and say, if you're that offended that we might change something at your playground um, and introduce something and we were never doing anything, these were just concepts that we were introducing, but even that you know, angered people, then what are you going to do about it? How are you going to help us? We can't field a team of football here. And they are willing to help. They're going out and recruiting people and trying to um, increase our programming. So there is you know to credit to our team and Mario's team we're we're getting seeds of trust at these playgrounds after people yell yell at us and are angry and they see that we're still there and and Mario and his team go back the next day and some of the complaints that we're getting they're fixing the the quick things right away it's happened at lemon it's happened at at Avondale the very people that were yelling at us and not trusting us and and I know it's there's one story after another about public officials and anger and but that's We're here for the kids, and we're here for the long term. I absolutely give you um, 100% assurance that we're not going to take away, or we're not going to make any changes until we work at the ground level, at the steering committee level, with your input as well. We want council input as well, at every playground, with a combination of the people who know the data and our recreation staff, the coaches and the volunteer parents, and your offices. And they need to own the problem too, it's not going to be, My problem that we can't field a team, and when I propose changes, it's just me. The community, and they're willing to, to own the problem as well. They're out, ready to go to the schools, to the churches. Like, why are people playing free ball, open play, at Avondale, but they're not signing up for our basketball league? Why are they coming to play basketball, but they won't? What is that barrier? So that I've learned. It's the ground-level work and those specific questions that we need to tease out and figure out the solutions to. And that has to be done by the people who are open and shutting those doors, the people who knows those kids' names, the people who say, well, these kids go to that church down there, so I think I've got to walk to that church and figure out why they're not signing up for basketball. That's what we've learned in the last week, that the ground-level work is where the magic is going to happen. And, but I absolutely give you 100% assurance that we're not going to take away without community input I can't make everybody happy you know I can't somebody wants this space for tennis and somebody else wants this space for soccer I'm not going to be able to make that happen but we're going to work together and have that input um, before we we're viewed as taking anything away
8: I, I appreciate that uh, Madam President for sure and that's you know frankly what I think our community has been looking for is that you know official assurance um, my comment on the use of the facilities. And this is just my, my opinion or my philosophy on recreation. I'm a believer that the most important thing that can happen when we pass a recreational facility is to smell popcorn. That's, that's been my line since I've been in elected office. I don't care what they're doing, what they're watching while they're eating popcorn, but that's what we think about in the American dream, our playground sitting out in a folding chair or or in the bleachers in a gym, it doesn't matter what they're doing. We want it filled with families. We want it filled with people. So my one comment I would say is I don't care if they're signing up for our recreational programs. I care if they're using our facilities. Absolutely. And that, to me, I think is part of the analysis that thus far I'm not convinced has happened and that we've gone through the analysis to figure out LaSalle Park. LaSalle obviously a great facility and, and is overutilized. Three nights a week, that's adult softball. We're serving a need in the community there. Now, on the weekends, it's travel baseball and travel softball. Serving two needs at the same facility. So personally, my focus is not necessarily are they filling out the recreation department form and signing up in our programs. It's is there a need for the facility? Are we serving that need? And can we take our facilities and use them in a way that gets more people there? I've told you all the story. The most glaring example to me, of the problem we have at Delta in terms of participation is some really good friends of mine, the Dewey family. They have a set of twins, and I told you this story in one of our private meetings, but it's the best example. They have a set of twins, sign up at Delta. The son, sign, the son who's a twin, signs up for football. Daughter signs up for cheerleading. There's not enough people for cheerleading, so she gets sent to Mike Miley. Three weeks later, Mike Miley plays Delta, The twin sister is cheering against her twin brother. Why? Because Delta doesn't have enough participation to field a team. That is not a result. That should not happen under any circumstances. And so I agree with you. I agree with Mr. Bazile. That's the kind of thing we need to fix. Um, But, you know, in terms of the community meetings, I like going to these individual parks. However, I don't believe that's enough. A lot more has to happen because, you know, if we're going to put tennis at Johnny Bright, that's fine. The question, though, is if it's going to get the utilization, the people utilizing it for tennis are not going to be just people around Johnny Bright. It's got to be yeah. parish-wide community. And if we don't have that interest, if we haven't done the, the due diligence to determine that's how it's going to be used, we could very well be wasting taxpayer resources and certainly out of time and anger and uh, time and agitation. And and the bullets you say you've taken, I would hate for them to be in vain.
1: Yes, So. Me too. <laughs> uh, that's that's
8: my comment with that. Uh, to my colleagues, um, at whatever point in the meeting, I'm going to ask that item number ten on the addendum agenda be canceled. Uh, my floor resolution that I proposed, I do not intend to bring forward unless someone else feels necessary. Uh, with that, I appreciate your comments and and for the work and relationship we'll have going forward. And getting the community involved is going to be key. So.
1: And, and to your point, Councilman, what I learned at Lemon, and I was. Lemon was filled with people who might even be, don't have kids at Lemon anymore. So in the anger of Lemon, I was thinking to myself, do these people even realize that we can't field some teams at Lemon? They were very upset that they thought something was being taken away from them. And then we quickly realized Lemon means so much to that community. It is broader than kids' sports. So I think, you know, we we need to serve the whole community at Lemon. Um, and, And that's the beauty of of this Avondale was different concerns there so I'm learning that these really are and it's let's go into the nostalgia in that community let's start from our strengths um, basketball and cheerleading are very popular at Avondale let's start there um, where we already have passion around those sports and those people and they already have that expertise and that's that's part of the learning process that we've been through
0: well, Mario you better start popping popcorn <laughs> okay.
1: You're
0: okay, uh, Mario, uh, or you want to come up? <laughs> uh, C- Councilman Walker. You doing, uh, Madam President, I'm just going
14: to add to what Councilman Impostado said. I don't have a lot of questions for you because they've been covered and we've talked quite extensively in the past several days. Um, I know we all can agree that the rollout of this was a disaster. It was a mess, and there was a lot of social media backlash and a lot of misinformation that came from the beginning of this. So it doesn't matter how we got to where we are. We got here and now it's important how we move forward and what we have seen is that through this process extreme passion has been ignited at some of these playgrounds that are affected and people are coming out in numbers that they might not have come out in otherwise to defend their playground and scream for their their playground services in their area so that's something that has been great to see Uh, i know you've been at the forefront of it all and you've been in the middle of as you said taking the bullets But I think that also speaks to what you and uh, Mario have done. It takes, To me, it takes extreme leadership and bold vision to be able to step into a situation like that and propose a transformational change in Jefferson Parish when it's only been done one way for so long. And the numbers dictate change. Whatever that looks like at the end, we're not sure yet, but the numbers certainly dictate change. We can't operate JPRD the way we did 30 years ago. I also am a product of JPRD. I was a poor product of JPRD. I played mediocre to below-average baseball and basketball sometimes. But still, I enjoyed my playground experience, and it was a big part of my early years. And I know that it's different now. My son participates. I know Travel Ball has had a big impact on what we're dealing with today. And like I said, change is needed. Whatever that looks like, we'll find out. To have the community come up from the bottom up and – speak to you all one-on-one and hear and see them here, see them understand that they're, let me try that again, understand that you are listening to their concerns and that they are being heard and that their thoughts on their playground are being strongly considered is very important. I, I know we all are passionate about playgrounds up here, and we all know that everybody's motivation is about the children of JPRD. That's where we are. There's nobody with any evil intent here or any uh, any ulterior motives. It is about the children of J.P.R.D. because we know how important that is to our parish at present, our past and our future. So as long as we continue to move forward in that direction and keep that focus, that's about the kids, we'll be going in the right place. Again, um, I know what you faced over the past several days, and I know you've stood tall in it. And I know you'll continue to stand tall in it. And I know there'll be more criticism, but uh, this is the, the path that you've charted. So continue on it. And we look forward to the progress that is made. And we look forward to hearing more from you all um, as as this continues. Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Councilman Lee.
9: Yes, um, unlike Scott, Ricky and I were very good athletes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take <the> <laughs> Uh, I've I've said all along to the administration, and and I've said this: one size doesn't fit all. And so, uh, as you all were at Lemon as well as Avondale, you got a chance to hear what the people had to say, and that was most important to me, because uh, there are diverse diverse views in terms of um, what they believe is important to them, and it's important for us to live uh, listen to them. My interest moving forward, because I believe we'll work through a lot of programming uh, things, and there are things that we have to do to bring recreation um, to another level and move it forward. One of the things I've been advocating for in my district is to bring game councils to uh, parks and playgrounds so that after kids participate in whatever sport, they can do homework there, but also as a reward, they'll be able to play those video games, which many of them love. That's different type of programming. Everybody, we are in a generation now where everybody doesn't embrace football, doesn't embrace basketball. So we have to meet them uh, where they are. Uh, the other thing that I, I we have in conversations with uh, the administration and others about is our funding mechanisms. We have, we, we, we've, we fund playgrounds based solely on the number of teams that register as opposed to participation. We have people who come to the parks and playgrounds every day who are actual encounters who are not included in our funding mechanism. And so we have to review that because I think part of the problem is, is that because the funding has been based on the number of teams that participate, all the others who are playing tennis, The others who are participating in uh, free play are ignored, essentially. And so as we begin to reimagine how uh, uh, our playground should function and can function at a higher level, we have to look at the funding formula because then we can take perhaps the parks that don't have a lot of participation uh, and, and because and maybe the sole reason is because there's not enough funding there. And so I think we have to look at those things as well. But let me just say I attended the meeting Monday night. Uh, I thought overall what came out of that was a positive meeting because people wanted to hear you all's heart. And certainly I got to hear my position and that whatever you need, call me. Uh, Because at the end of the day, district council members are going to be ones who are going to be taking it upside the head every day if, when people don't understand what the true essence of what you all are attempting to do, we're going to work together to get this done to make Jefferson Parish a world-class recreation department. And I believe that you're committed to that, Mario, as
0: well as all of the staff. So thank you. That's what I want to thank say.
10: Thank you, Councilman. Thank
0: you, Councilman. Councilwoman Van Vranken.
10: And just one point of clarification, because I want to make sure people understand what we are and aren't doing today. We're hitting pause on any change um, of significance moving forward but the public meetings that you've scheduled at the different facilities, those will continue, correct?
1: Um, yes, the meetings will continue, and I, I hope we don't hit pause on anything, but I'll tell you that we're not moving forward on anything until we have the steering committee and the community input on that. So absolutely, um, you know we're not going to move on things that we don't agree on yet and then but anything that we can agree on we want to move forward on and i think um i I was able to speak with councilman and i think he had a comfort level with that um
10: just wanted that, to make sure because I do yes. think it's a silver lining that now I couldn't go anywhere this weekend. I mean, I'm picking out a pumpkin for Halloween, and, and someone came up and said, I'm going to be at the bright meeting. I think we have a key opportunity right now because so many people are involved. So many people have thoughts about how to improve recreation. And I have to say, many of the people who reached out through email to our office um, have said, they do think changes are needed, but they want to be part of that. And so I just wanted to make sure people understand those meetings will still take place, still participate, still give us your thoughts and ideas, because I think it's really a golden opportunity at this moment to get some really good feedback and, and input.
1: And those meetings naturally have people who maybe got other people to come kind of the natural leaders in the community kind of Come out at those meetings, and those are the very people that Mario, for the two that we've had already, go back the next day and talk to again. Um, Mario did that with Lemon and Avondale, and that just helped with our trust in the community for people who just didn't trust us at least they know that we are listening and that we we mean it because this is about the kids, and I think it's you all feel that way too, so um and again the longer we just listen and clarify and get some trust, a lot of misinformation was that was out there um, kind of goes by the wayside.
0: Councilman Edwards? I just want to
5: say this seems to me to be a learning experience that we have uh, been through several times. And, and Councilman Nempestad, I want to thank you for stepping forward and, and taking the lead and in, in, in making this a, a a project that we, that we work together to accomplish the goals that we need to. And Madam President, thank you for your leadership, your willingness to step up and say we had a problem with this to begin with and let's work together to solve it. I think that's the key to us accomplishing anything. And thank all of you and, and particularly you, Madam President.
0: And all I'd like to add is one thing that's common across the board here uh, with the administration, ourselves, your staff, is the kids and that's the main focus so as long as the outcome becomes what's better for the kids and the youth of our community i think everybody wins and uh, i would just ask that and and this is on councilman impastata's comment you know that maybe you try to include not just the district council members and they at large but each council member go to some of the other meetings as well to get input of what they're trying to get in other districts that might impact theirs uh you know and so if you make sure we across the board invite everyone to each meeting, I think that might be good to see some of the information coming out of other areas.
1: Absolutely. We want as much input as we can get. This is, that's what we've learned is, you know, so we, we want you all involved in, in as much or as little as you want to be involved in. So Mario will make sure you know all of all of the meetings that are going to take place.
0: Thank you very much. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to persons wishing to appear before the council regarding resolutions on the addendum agenda or on the regular agenda. I would like to state before we start, each person who speaks needs to sign a card. uh, And I want to make sure that you acknowledge where when you sign this card, uh, you're hereby affirming that uh, either written or oral testimony that you give before this Jefferson Parish Council will be true and correct. So, uh, and if not, you're uh, basically violating the council rules here. So when you sign this, your statements are true or correct to the best of your ability. Just want to make sure you're aware of that. Please state your name for the record.
15: Al Morella, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, County 4th District, Gunn Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Uh, item number 32, 46, 47, 48, 50, 52, 57, uh, 33, 35, 44. 81 and 85. We'll take 33. We'll take 33 first. Uh 32, I'm sorry. Uh you got an increase of thirty-three thousand seven hundred six. This is a net increase after adjustments. One of them was seventy-five thousand dollars in penalties levied against the contractor for coming in late. Forty-six, you got an increase of one eighty-two, one hundred-five, one hundred and eighty-two thousand one hundred and eighty-five dollars. Uh, additional work, okay, 48, you got uh, an increase of $4,585 additional work, uh, Forty. 47, I'm sorry, 48, you got $22,400 additional work, 50, $6,122 additional work, 52, $1.8 million increase, this is a cap. Uh, an existing cap extension for two years. Okay, item number 52. Uh, you got a $750,000 increase in the cap. Additional work. 57. You got. Um, oh, I'm sorry. 57 was $750,000. I'm sorry. Okay. 52 was 100 was 1.8 million. Okay. Now we got 81, Uh, 81 is $150,000 increase, additional work. 85 is $100,000 increase, additional work. 33, uh, no additional increases, verbiage only. 35, additional days, no increase. And 44, $107,276 additional work. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Al. Next.
7: Thank you, Hyers. 509 Home Boulevard. We're going to go on... uh, I'm not going to have to worry about addendum 10, thank you. We're going to have 10, 11, 12, 19, 23, 25, 27 to 29, 35, 38 to 41, 43 to 44, 46 to 49, 58, 61 to 65, 69 to 70, 72, 73, 82 to 84, 87 to 91, 1, 2, and 4 on the addendum, 12 and 13 on the addendum. And God, just, just find a better way to put lipstick on a pig with regards to 15. With regards to thirteen, um, it has to do with lip service. Since I'm pretty well convinced that I'm just heard as someone who's up here to fuss at y'all, I'm not going to pay y'all too much attention with regards to most of this. I'm just going to try and rip through it. What's the population of Terrytown? Anybody? Population of Terrytown? Anybody on the council? Where's Terry? What district is it?
0: Roughly about twenty-five thousand people.
7: Oh, thank you. Every tax exemption and waiver contributes to arbitrary taxation. Indirect taxation is to be done uniformly. You should care about these things. You increase taxation for everyone when you provide a waiver of or exemptions for any taxation. And we don't have a representative body, so really, nobody knows how any of these cookie jars are filled. I am thrilled that Mr. Lee is showing some concern for the funding, because really, we got to start figuring out how the cookie jars gotten filled. I'm convinced nobody knows. I am never going to assert anything as correct, factual, or true. I don't really believe in those things beyond the laws of thermodynamics or the laws of fundamentally of physics. So if if the council is trying to admonish the the public with regards to whether or not they need to be factual or true, oh boy, (laughs) you just don't get it. (sighs) Avondale, Kennedy Heights is getting a roof. Presently, the roof is leaking at Avondale Playground, destroying a kitchen their booster club paid for. Meanwhile, I don't know if it's theft, and I don't really like using that word anymore because it seems to provoke the worst out of some people in this council chamber. So we're just going to talk about misappropriation, and I'm pretty sure they got some materials that were misappropriated from there that belonged to the booster. So I wonder if that's been stolen, thieved, or just, you know, taken from them for the benefit of Bridge City. Somebody should address that, and Avondale playground should have their roof before Kennedy. <sighs> I spent an hour and a half going through this. I got notes, I could talk to y'all for like an hour on all this. What qualifies anybody sitting up there? Or is anybody up there a traffic engineer? What do you think gives you the power to determine whether or not a stop sign should be, in, should be utilized? And why do you think a traffic engineer can't fulfill an, a basic job of determining that a stop sign should be used or not, a yes or no? Why do you think there's a maybe?
0: Time is up, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> Madam Clerk, that brings us as ordinances to be deferred. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm rushing things. Please state your name for the record. Gary Welchel, Orleans Capital Management. I turned in a blue
16: card this morning, so you should have it up there somewhere. Um, I want to briefly speak uh, on the investment manager, SOQ, but first, uh, President Sheng, the council, uh, from my standpoint, 99.9% of the time, you all do an absolutely wonderful job. The, the good that you do is incredible. Uh, was glad to see the diversity group you probably don't know this uh, yeah. but our firm is owned by women so uh, we're very proud of you i have i have my little band to wear into the office so they'll all give me a, a, a hand um i feel like i'm a salmon swimming against the stream um during the uh yeah. the evaluation process uh i think personally that needs to be addressed y'all have give or take billion in assets. Uh, There were three people evaluating. Uh, It was two, really, there were two of us in the meeting. Sisson, and this is certainly nothing against uh, that group. Uh, But the finance director kind of directed, was the shepherd of the meeting. Uh, I didn't understand some of his comments because it had no, one of them especially had nothing to do with an SOQ evaluation where he pointed out that he had read ours that we were not a broker-dealer uh, and that Sisson was. Uh, most people don't want an apparent conflict. That's not to say that they have or would do anything they have done in the past or in the future that you could say, okay, that, that you're wrong. Big firms like a Goldman Sachs that have 20,000 people, they've got uh, glass walls, they've got people monitoring everything, it's not a problem. Smaller firms where people, uh, and they have to, wear different hats doing different things. But anyway, I felt like that scoring was uh, somewhat skewed just by the way the uh, SOQ is written. Uh, It is definitely, uh, it enhances the incumbent. I was told that the uh, the parish is a very complicated process when it comes to their funds. I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm sure it is. You're looking at, what, six or seven different accounts. However, the parish does the lion's work uh, accumulating the money, putting it in the yeah, proper accounts, and then telling the investment manager <clears throat> where they want the money, when they want the money. It, I've done this for 50 years. It, it's just not that complicated. Uh, of a process. Um, you had six responders. You should be embarrassed. Six people for that kind of money. Shreveport Fire and Police has a $20 million account going up for bid. They have more people participating in that little $20 million than y'all do with the billion six. You be, be completely uh, blunt about it. The reason you don't have more participation is that so many people feel like it's skewed to the point that they would totally be wasting their time as well as yours sorry that, time is up pardon time is up i'm sure thank you, thank you.
8: Uh, my name is john nix um, i'm at 5451 mounds i'm the owner of newell and flooring with uh locations here in elmwood and another one in ascension parish the uh, reason I'm up here to speak is I've been reaching out consistently for the past few months about the work being done. Uh, oh,
0: let, let, let me ask you, sir, this concerning a resolution that's on the agenda?
7: Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I know that you, have, you have to wait until I
0: end the meeting and we have public, com- public comment period. All right. Thank you. All right, Madam Clerk, we're, we're ordinance to be deferred. Councilman Walker.
14: Yeah, move to defer 1
0: and 2. All right. Is there any objection to the deferral of items number 1 and 2 to October 26, 2022, on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to professional services. Madam Clerk, could you read number 3?
13: A resolution selecting a firm or person from individuals or agencies interested in contracting with Jefferson Parish to provide gender, and culturally sensitive evidence-based treatment services to at-risk youth and or their families who need and or have been ordered to receive such services by the juvenile court and authorizing the re-advertisement for statements of qualifications for the reference services for the Department of Juvenile Services.
0: Councilman Walker.
14: All qualified firms.
0: Is there any objection to selection of all qualified firms on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. Item number four, ma'am.
13: A resolution selecting a firm to serve as investment manager for Jefferson Parish by actively trading the portfolio managed within the parish's investment policy guidelines and according to state law.
0: Councilman Walker. Sissom. Is there any objection to selection of system on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. Item number five:
13: A resolution selecting a firm or individual to provide and install digital kiosk with management, co- content, man,
14: content, you had it.
13: content
3: management content <laughs>
13: management <laughs> software systems at Wilty and Walkertown passenger. Terminals for the Department of Jefferson Parish Transit Administration under RFP number 0441.
0: Uh, Councilman Walker? Clever devices? Is there any objection to the selection of clever devices on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to the executive session, and we have no executive session as of now, correct? Yes, okay, no executive session. Okay. Okay. Now we're at the public appearance part of our agenda, Madam Clerk, item number 7. Summary I think we can waive the reading on this one. Yes, sir. Okay.
13: Summary number 25997, resub of lot 60 through, 62 through 65 and alleyways 63 64 65 W and 65 S square 45 Bonneville Place Subdivision ES11022. Council District
0: Five. Councilwoman, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, Councilwoman Van Rankin.:
10: I think you need the uh, public hearing, correct?
0: Oh, yes, yes. We have to open a public hearing on this. Yes, okay. Sir. We're now opening a public hearing on uh, must be on summary, item number two, five, nine nine seven. Uh, anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Van I do
10: want to thank everyone who contacted our office. Um, I've had several phone calls about this, several email about this, so lots of input. Um, I am going to move for approval of this subdivision, turning these four small lots into two, um, which, again, they are not um, were ask, they were asking for an 18-inch variance on width, but these significantly exceed in depth and in area. So I think it makes up for that 18 inches. So move for approval. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, is there any objection to approving? Yes. Sir. Uh, summary item number 25997 on motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, second by Councilman Temple. Hearing none, so ordered, Madam Clerk.
13: Summary number 25998, approving SP 4322 requested variances for Bellawood Apartments located at 6801 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on Lot C9Y, Elmwood Lafreniere Plantation, Council District 4.
0: Okay, we're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25998. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Please state your name for the record. My name is Eddie Powell, representing Tanti Properties, who's making the request. Um, Just
13: really here to answer any questions that might come up related to it. We went through the PAB hearing. They recommended approval. We're just adding 12 parking spaces, but it is requiring a variance of encroaching into some front green space and relocating a fence in order to do that. Um, We're basically matching what's out there now. Um, we've made up as much green space as we could. We've moved the fence to line up with what's out there adjacent to us.
0: So, if there's any specific questions, I'm here to answer those. Thank you. Right, thank you. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. Councilman Impostata.
8: Yeah, In light of the, the presentation made at the PAB, um, it does appear, uh, while technically I, I can understand why the planning department made its recommendation, um, that being said, adding parking spaces because of a parking need in that area uh, and vehicles infringing on other properties in the right-of-way, uh, and we're still going to be left with substantial green space uh, and landscaping. Uh, I'm comfortable with uh, the PAB's decision in that regard, so I'm moving to approve.
0: All right, is there any objection of approval or summary item number 25998 on motion by Councilman Impastato, second by Councilman Templett? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, number 9.
13: Summary number 25999, approving SP5121, requested variances for an office and or rental retail development located at 4612 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on lot F1A, square 42, Pontchartrain Garden Subdivision, Council District 5. All
0: right, we're we'll now open to public hearing on summary item number 25999. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Good morning. Please I, state uh, your name for the record. My name is Joseph Laraca, uh,
17: owner of the uh, so called property. Uh, my architect uh, wasn't able to uh, show up, so I just came <laughs> to answer any question that y'all might have.
10: We hadn't had a a chance to speak about this, but this is coming um, with a double recommended denial because it is a large blank canvas of a property on veterans. And um, we have seen the landscaping and buffer requirements add value to veterans. And and because this is a blank slate and doesn't incorporate the setbacks in the landscaping that are part of our CPZ, is why those two organizations, our planning department and PAB, are recommending denial. At this point, I would not be comfortable moving forward with it forward with it in this format. Is there a revision or something else you all think you could work toward? In which case, I could defer it. Um, but moving forward at this moment is is not. Uh, this format would not would not work for the parish.
17: Well, I, I can accept that. Uh, the only thing I can accept is. I filed, we filed for a permit June 4th of 2021. We have gone to every department. Mm -hmm. We have met every, answered every question that was uh, imposed on us. And now here it is over a year and we back to square one and not, not naming the expense that this comes with. I mean, I'm willing to do anything we need to do to get a permit, okay? Whether it means reduce the size of the building means, you know, whatever it takes. But again, I don't think it should have taken this long period of time just to get to this point. Because when it takes time, long period of time, it costs money.
10: I completely agree. I don't have time frames in front of me about when applications were filed or how long it took uh, to get through the process. But I will look into that, because certainly Jefferson, I think, prides ourselves on trying to do um, our business at the pace of business. Um, So that is something definitely I will look into. If you don't mind, then let's um, defer it. Uh, Bess, uh, our planning director, does want to weigh in for a moment. Councilwoman, I just I want to make it clear. The planning department has met with the applicant and the owner multiple times. They were aware that there were these variances and decided to move forward and request these variances anyway. So I don't want it to seem as though the planning department delayed this case any or did not meet with the applicant or did not make it clear that these were the variances that were being requested. The applicant has worked with us to cut down on the number of variances but they were aware that these variances remained and chose to move forward with the application in that manner. What's the last day for us to act on this? Do we have time to defer it and then um, revisit? We don't know the last date currently because the new calendar isn't out. We do have some time, but I could get some solid numbers once we have that final calendar. As long as the last day is not today, let's go ahead and defer it. Let's have some um, conversations about it because I hate for you to start at the beginning again. Um, after such a long time, if there's a way we can tweak something and work it out and move forward, I'd re- much rather do that.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, Appreciate thanks. It. Motion to defer?
10: Yes, motion to defer to the next council meeting. And again, if we need to do so beyond that, we'll take it up then.
0: That is 1026? Yes, yes sir. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is, is there any objection to deferring summary <laughs> item number 25999 to October 26, 2022, on motion by councilwoman van Branken, second by councilman Temple hearing none so ordered item number 10 madam clerk is going to be canceled is there any objection of cancel on item number 10 on motion by councilman template second by councilman Walker hearing none so ordered that brings us to eleven
13: yes sir um, summary number two six zero 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 amending the twenty twenty two operating budget and we have some amendments and they are to allocate eighteen thousand two hundred dollars from council district three's West Bank Riverboat gaming funds to recreation to have lighting added to the Westminster sign. Allocate seven thousand six hundred and fifty dollars from Council District five's tourism funds for the appraisal of various properties to acquire property for the EAT Fat City Center, Council, <clears throat> mm. and that's all of the amendments I have.
0: All right. Is there any objections to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so order Councilman Walker, uh, motion regarding amendments. Move to approve. All right. Is there any objection to adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 26000 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward.
7: Proponents do go first, right? It's Frankie Hires I'm trying to spark some curiosity. I do hold some hope for it. I prefer government's frugal and simple. I've seen some spark. So I know that we're going to figure this out, right? And if anybody's trying to suggest to me how I could be more succinct or explain anything, I already got you on the hook. You're already on the hook. You just don't know it yet. And if you've got to rob my First Amendment right from me, I got you on the hook. I ain't never fished in Jefferson Parish until I went to Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo. I can't wait to get there next year. I'd like to see us suffer less for this arbitrary cookie jar misappropriations, right? That's what this is about. That's why I have to get up every time for the budget amendments, right? And the operating amendments. Because we don't know how fundamentally our cookie jars have been felt filled. You can't you can't explain it, right? And therefore I'm playing whack a mole when I shouldn't have to, right? I'm having to ask questions that y'all are supposed to be doing. I shouldn't be the one having to do most of what I've done up here. As a Jeffersonian I oppose this on just the fundamental principles of a Republican form that this body lacks for,
0: Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. Councilman Walker, move no to approve. Is there any objection to adoption of approval of summary item number two six zero 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 as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
13: Summary number 26001, amending the 2022 capital budget. And the amendment uh, for that uh, item is to recognize a transfer of $18,200 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to Recreation to have lighting added to the Westminster sign.
0: All right. Is there any objection to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Walker, your motion regarding amendments? Move okay, to approve. All right. Is there any objection of adoption of amendments on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now opening a public he- meeting on uh, summary item number 26001 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward.
15: Almorella, forty two sixty East Oil Drive, 5th District, Kenner. 4th District Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Uh, I've been wanting to say this. I'm, I'm going to say it now. I'm glad to see that gaming money is going toward projects in Jefferson Parish. But I can tell you, I do agree with Mr. Heyer. We they, they should be, we should have uh, more accountability as to how much money the parish is receiving from the gaming industry for these projects, I have no problem with the gaming money. And it should go to P- teacher pay raises as well to fund our public education system. So I have no problem with that. But we should know exactly how much money the parish is getting from this multi-billion dollar gaming industry. So I'm in favor of moving the, moving the uh, gaming revenues to projects in our parish. Particularly recreation. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you.
7: Yeah. Thank you, Hires. Sparks some curiosity. And I'm guessing he rose as a proponent. He gives me about 15 minutes as an opponent. Of course, he could probably take back five mo- five minutes to rebut me. Right? Y'all make me read the rules. I I got this agenda a day ahead of time, and I spent an hour plus making notes on this stuff. I went to Lemon Park. You didn't listen. You told everybody everything. And we're taking uh, gambling money right now to, to the benefit of not one of those six parks that's getting closed, but to some other park. They're lighting. There's a roof leaking at Avondale. Fix that first. Replace their equipment that... The parish misappropriated first. Look, y'all can't figure this out because none of you live in Avondale. Avondale's split up between two districts. I I thought it was Banano's Park, but it's Mr. Lee's Park. And they gotta beg Mr. Lee. They gotta call up Mr. Lee to see if they can get anything at the park done. He's gonna answer, but his staff member isn't going there to find out. You wanna know what's wrong with your park plan? Yeah, I, I, it took me like 10 minutes to pay attention to this. I've been to two meetings. I figured it out. Your park supervisors aren't obliged to live near their
14: parks. Point of order, Mr. Chairman, is this about the amendments?
7: Yes, it is. It's about the parks because you're doing money to the parks. And when you intrude on my first amendment to redress my government, you have stolen from me that fundamental Point right. Point of order,
0: Mr. Chairman. He's I out of order. I
7: great offense with this, Mr. Walker. You need to figure it out. Point Speak of the order. Attorney. Mr.
0: Hodge, you need to sit down, please. Oh, I'm sitting down. Okay. Let me speak. Mr. Lee? Yeah.
9: (coughs) Let me be perfectly clear. The ordinance allows for us to be able to uh, allocate money according to what the needs are at that present moment. Avondale will have the resources of recreation and the resources of Jefferson Parish, the resources of the administration in terms of those things that are of concern to them. I represent that area. I think I know it better than the gentleman who was just speaking and understand the issues from a macro view. It's easy to talk about those things that may seem to be sensational, But the reality is is that we as councilmen, and certainly myself, are representing an area based on a macro view because each district is made of many communities. And so today, or yesterday, it was about the issues of concern for them, and, uh, and we were able to allay many fears, and we're in the process right now of doing the things that have to be done. And guess what? If that means that I have to transfer money to Avondale, so be it, because that's the way we do business around here, because it's how our government is structured. We have funds, and we can allocate those funds toward those things that need to get done. Now, some people may not like it, but that's just the way it is. And guess what? We all do it with no maliciousness at all. We do it because it is the way that we have to do it according to our charter. And so being very clear, very clear, I'm not going to accept Avondale uh, being, being treated as some whipping, uh, whipping uh, moment in order to justify how someone feels. Because the reality is the people in Avondale know that we care about them. They understand that action has begun and that for those things that need to get done, we're going to do it. And it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter to me that uh, we uh, have to deal with uh, what I believe are, are, are things that, that are not quite uh, stated properly when it comes down to certain issues. I listen. I never challenge people because they have opinions. But the fact of the matter is what we think, what we know, and what we believe are three different things. Thank you.
0: Councilman Lee, if I can expound a little bit on that, uh, each council meeting, ladies and gentlemen, we sit here in public and vote on where these dollars are gone. It is a public issue and public dollars that we all take very seriously. Uh, we have the opportunity as citizens to come speak about that, uh, and with nothing hidden, and, and 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 it kind of I think uh, offends all of us when it's always out there that there could be something hidden. That's what we're doing here. This is a public meeting of where your dollars are being spent. Uh, And every dollar is accounted for. Uh, You know, the question of we don't know where those dollars are going or coming from, you're watching it going and coming from right here. Uh, The amounts that we have are all public record. Uh, So the the opportunity to sit here and grandstand and say, I don't know where the money's gone from anyone, that's what we're doing right here in front of you, spending those dollars properly in the fashion that this government was voted on by the people by a charter, and we follow that charter. Uh, so, that being said, anyone else have any comments?
8: If I may, Council Chairman, um, as much as this pains me to say, um, you know, there was a Batman movie where Jim Carrey was in it as the Riddler, and he put this device on his victims' heads that sucked the brain cells out of their heads. And and admittedly, there are times when people take the microphone, and I feel like that's what's going on for me. It's difficult to accept. And that being said, uh, the uh, many of the accusations are unfounded, ludicrous, and absurd. That being said, I, this is now the second meeting in a row, and I think I, I'm going to ask that we adopt a word of caution uh, in that the First Amendment stands for something. They have the right to present their case in our public, and I would just ask that we be very cautious and careful um, when people take the mic. While we may not like some of the verbiage that said, I don't think it's our right to have an opinion on whether we like it or not. And I, and I want to just make sure that we are giving the public an opportunity to say, in a respectful way, I would hope, and in a way that follows the rules of decorum that govern these chambers, um, which there are those rules, while certain members of the public may not agree to adopt them, uh, I would just caution that we we be careful and not silence members of the public uh, and abridge their First Amendment rights, albeit to potentially preserve some of our, those of us that have only a few IQ, IQ points to spare, uh, while I admire the effort to preserve the few that I've got left, um, I, think, I think we have to grin and bear it sometimes. That's, that's my only comment. Councilman Walker.
14: And Councilman Impostato, I 100% agree. And I know Mr. Hires. for the past two meetings, you've said that I've infringed your First Amendment rights. And you were out of order last meeting you're out of order this meeting. When it gets personal and you start making personal attacks, you were making personal attacks. And if you make personal attacks at the council members on this dais, you're out of order. And as long as, can you, I'm not gonna talk to you if you keep mouthing things in the audience, please. I'm trying to explain to you, if you come up here, I know you're not there, I'm just directing my response to you, if you try to come up here, Fine, turn your back on me, that's fine. If anyone wants to address the council and do it in a respectful manner and wants to get their point across in that way, nobody has any problem with that whatsoever. When you start making false accusations, when you start claiming baseless facts and you start throwing things around that are not true in any way, shape or form, then you're out of order and you're violating our rules of decorum. And we've been very lenient for quite some time, I will admit.
0: Let's go back now to the ordinance in front of us. Any other comment? All right, Councilman Walker. Move to approve. All I don't even right. know where we are anymore. Is there any objection to a, of the approval of summary item number 26001 as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk. Resolutions from the floor.
13: Councilman Walker.
0: I have
13: one. A resolution approving the appointment of Ms. Stephanie Brumfield to the position of Director of the Department of Community Development and naming her as the parish president's designee to sign any and all documents requiring signature by the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, for funding received and applied for by the parish through the Department of Community Development, including but not limited to five-year consolidated plan and annual action plans, applications for funding, grant agreements, mortgages, certifications, environmental reviews for entities, assuming HUD environmental responsibilities and other regulations, forms, and requirement, etc.
0: All right, is there any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now going to open a public hearing on such resolution. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker.
14: Move to approve.
0: Is there any objection on approval of such resolution being brought from the floor and passed? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
13: Councilman Impastata. Yeah. Well,
8: I, I had one, but I'm not bringing
13: it. You're not going to bring it forward? Correct. Yes, sir. Uh, Councilwoman Van Rankin.
10: Yes, ma'am, if you could read them.
13: A resolution granting Coastal Conservation Association, Louisiana, CCALA, East Jefferson Chapter to conduct a fundraiser at 2431 Metairie Road, Metairie, Louisiana on Thursday, October 13, 2022, from 6 PM until 10 PM, provided all permits have been obtained.
0: Is there any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're now going to open the public hearing on such resolution. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one appear, has appeared. Councilwoman.
10: Move for approval.
0: All right, is there any objection of approval of such resolution on motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken? Second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered.
13: A resolution granting St. Clement of Rome Parish to conduct a fair on Friday, November 11, 2022, Sunday, November 13, 2022, from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., provided all permits have been obtained.
0: Is there any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Is there any anyone in favor who wish to speak in favor or against on such resolution? Please come forward. Madam Clerk, please, no, no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Rankin
10: Move for approval.
0: Is there any objection of approval of such resolution on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
13: A resolution authorizing Archbishop Rummel High School, represented by Katie Grameon, to place signs at various locations to advertise their open house.
0: Is there any objection on such resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now opening a public hearing on such resolution. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Rankin.
10: Move for approval.
0: Is there any objection of such resolution for approval by motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
13: And Councilman Edwards. I
16: have
13: none. And I have one uh, resolution from Council Bonanno's office. Okay, Um, I'll take it. And a resolution selecting um, an auditor for the retirement plan for the employees of West Jefferson Medical Center for the years ended December 31, 2022, and December 31, 2023.
0: Is there any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. We're now open to public hearing on such resolution. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Uh, on Councilman Walker?
14: Move to approve.
0: Is there any objection of such resolution on motion of being approved by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered.
13: Councilman Lee. Have one? Yes, sir. A resolution granting permission to the Gem and Mineral Society of Louisiana, Inc., to erect temporary signs advertising their Gem, Mineral, Fossil, and Jewelry show on October 14th through 16, 2022 at the Ilario Center, Hall C, 2000 Sunyette Boulevard, Westwego, Louisiana.
0: Move. Is, is there any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered, we will now open the public hearing on such resolution. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Lee already moved. Move. Is there any objection to adoption of resolution on motion, motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered.
13: Councilman Templin. Do I have any? No, sir.
0: I do not. Okay. Okay, And I've right. completed the roll. Thank, thank you very much. That brings us to consent agenda number one. Is that correct, Madam Clerk? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, that's items number 14 through 38. Uh, is there any objections? I'm sorry, Councilman Walker. Motion? Uh, move to approve. Okay. Is, is there any objection to the adoptions of items number 14 through 38 in Globo on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to item number 39.
13: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29, 2022. For routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects. Which services will be required to provide professional services for the design, bidding, and construction administration of the Grand Isle. Waterline valve and platform improvements, Council District 1.
0: Councilman Edwards?
5: Pick all South.
0: All South. Is there any objection to selection of All South on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing on so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 40.
13: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, 2022, for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to provide professional services for the design, bidding, and construction administration of the Grand Isle proposed waterline loop system, Council District 1.
0: Councilman Edwards.
5: Ames and all South.
0: Is there any objection to selection of Ames and All South on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none so ordered. Madam Clerk, forty one.
13: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which costs under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to provide professional services for the design bidding and construction administration necessary for lowering A segment of the Grand Isle 16 inch HDPE water line, Council District 1.
0: Councilman Edwards? Ames? Ames Group? Ames, you said? Okay. Is there any objection to the selection of Ames on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk?
13: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform a feasibility study for the construction of a 36-inch water line along La Palco from Harvey Canal to Terry Parkway, Council Districts 1 and 3.
0: Councilman Edwards. Mm-hmm.
5: Lynnfield Hunter and Juniors.
0: All right. Is there any objection to selection of Lynnfield Hunter and Juniors on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Lee? Move. Hearing, hearing none. So ordered. Uh, I have a notation that item number 43 is going to be deferred. Is there any objection to the deferral, item number 43, to 11:16:22? On motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templett. Excuse
13: me, Mr. Chairman. Yes. We need to go back to Councilman Bonanno's um, floor resolution. Okay. It was a selection, and the selection was not given. So
0: I'm not sure what a selection is. Dr. <clears throat> Weeks.
13: And the only proposal was postal awaited so it needs to be post away in Netherville.
0: You know what it is now? Yeah. Okay. Let's re- revisit it. Okay. Read it.
13: A resolution selecting an auditor for the retirement plan for the employees of West Jefferson Medical Center for the years ended December 31, 2022, and December 31,
0: 2023. Councilman Walker. postal awaited in Netherville. Thank you. That's- is there any objection to such resolution? First, second by me, proposed by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Yes, sir. That brings us to item number 44.
13: Yes, sir. Um, now we have uh, the englobo.
0: Okay. All right. All right. This is items number 44 through 94. Uh, do I have anything to take out on this?
13: No sir, aye. I have
0: no notations. Okay, is there any objection to the adoption of agenda items number 44 to 94 and global on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple. Hearing none so ordered, that brings us to item number 95, correct?
13: Yes sir, the addendum agenda. And item number one on the addendum agenda is a resolution selecting a personal firm to serve as an auditor for the Jefferson Parish years ending December 31, 2022, and 2023.
14: Councilman Walker. Postal weight in Netterville.
0: Is there any objection to the selection of Coastal?
14: Postal Wait and Netterville.
0: And Netterville on motion by Councilman Walker. Second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none, so ordered, Madam Clerk.
13: A resolution selecting a person or firm to provide necessary services to perform operational audits for Jefferson Parish for the two-year period January 1, 2023 through December 31, 2024.
0: Councilman Walker. Kushner, LeGrays. Is there any objection to the selection of Kushner and Grays on motion by Councilman Walker? Second by Councilman Templin. Hearing on so ordered. Item number three. three.
13: Yes, sir. A resolution selecting a person or firm to serve as an auditor for the East Jefferson General Hospital retirement plan for the years ended December 31, 2022, and if necessary, December 31, 2023.
0: Councilwoman Van Franken.
13: Um, Postal weight in Netterville.
0: Is there any objections to the selection of Coastal Weight and Netterville on motion by Councilwoman Van Branken, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. I have a notation that number 10 is to be canceled. Yes, sir. Is there any objection to the cancellation of item number 10 on motion by Councilman Impastato, And second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, that brings us to item number 15, or?
13: No, sir, we need to uh, adopt. We do the
0: Globo, okay. Yes, sir. All right, the next items in Globo are items 4 through 14 in Globo. Minus 10. Is there any objection to the adoption of the addendum agenda items 4 through 14 in Globo on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Now that brings us to item number 15.
13: A resolution amending resolution number 140453, which provided for the piggyback purchase of certain Ford vehicles from a Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office contract with Lamarck Ford Incorporated. JPSO bid number 21, December 1501 to correctly identify the two vendors under the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office contract as Lamarck Ford Incorporated and from Courtesy Ford, Incorporated, Council Districts 2, 4, and 5.
0: Okay. Is there any objection of the adoption of uh, addendum agenda items number 15 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, Special Districts. Uh, Yes, sir. Unless I'm wrong. Okay.
13: A resolution ratifying the action of the Fire Chief of the East Bank Consolidated Special Service Fire Protection District of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, in declaring an emergency which authorized the purchase of a prefabricated manufactured building bid number 50-139833 and authorizing payment in the amount of $187,521.13 to house Fire Engine 118 personnel, Council Districts 2 through 5.
0: Is there any objection to the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilman Templet, second by Councilwoman Van Branken? Hearing none, so ordered.
13: A resolution selecting a person or firm to for providing third-party claims administration services for liability, workers' compensation, seal of property, and other assigned claims for Jefferson Parish. Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District 1 and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District 2.
0: Councilman Walker? CCMSI. Okay, is there any objection to the selection of CCMSI? On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Okay. Uh, I have no new business, no status reports. All right, we're at the portion of our meetings of people wishing to appear before the Council on special subject matter. You will have three minutes to do so, and please state your name for the record.
2: I'm Bonnie Thompson, 3819 William Place. Several weeks ago, I completed a public records request for the rental agreement, which includes the fee schedule individuals and organizations must um, sign JP- with JPS for the rental of JPAC, and I've not yet received that document. I met with the business director and president of the board of JPS and asked for a copy, and they assured me that, in their own words, they would work with me. Have you required J-PASS to follow an established rental fee schedule? Or are you allowing this organization to arbitrarily determine what each rent will pay for the use of j I am assuming that there is some type of paperwork, because Rummel has a, a place schedule there that's coming up soon. They must have signed something. On a related subject, <clears throat> I am asking that you reinvent, as you reinvent and reimagine the Recreation Department, You include JPAC in that vision. Madam President, I heard you speak with great passion about the recreation program that included nothing but athletics. In your word, we're here for the kids and we're here for the long term. I share your commitment and I share your compassion, your passion. But my children don't need gyms or fields or courts. They need a stage and they need an auditorium, and we have one. We just have to let them use it. Um, participation in the arts should be equally accessible to the children of Jefferson Parish, as participation in athletics has been for them for decades, and JPack should be utilized for in, their artistic endeavors in theater, music, and dance. I submit to you once again j is a public building built with taxpayer dollars. It should be used as a true community theater and should not be managed by an organization whose participation fees are too expensive, and I was told, underline those words by people who, I knew, who knew I was coming to too expensive for the majority of the citizens, citizens you were elected to represent. I close with the same question that I asked you at the last meeting, and I want to assure you it's not rhetorical. I'd really like an answer. I'd like someone to respond with an ethical and legal explanation of how allowing JPASS to manage JPAC does not constitute a clear conflict of interest. This is not a rhetorical question. I'd really like an answer. Thank you.
0: Thank you, ma'am.
15: Al Morella, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 50 years. Campaign contribution from the last council meeting, $102,650. Top five benefactors, Councilman Lee, Councilman Template, Councilman Walker, um, Councilman Edwards, and... Councilman Impostato, and Councilwoman Van Rankin, number five. Now, let me make a point of clarification on these campaign contributions. Now, we all know that these campaign contributions were made some time ago. I say from the last council meeting, simply because that's when they were put on that table in the back and when I received them. Now, if there's a contribution of $5,000 or more, the parish attorney breaks it down and breaks it down in this camp, uh, campaign election cycles. So let me make that perfectly clear. I will continue to say from the last meeting because that's when I received them. And if somebody don't understand that, well, shame on them. That's all I can say. Now, Governor John Bell Edwards, I'm demanding your resignation effective immediately. I want to commend Police Chief Tim Walker and Harahan... The courts, the judges, who handed down that 55-year sentence to that teenage thug that was cri- tried as an adult for attempted carjacking in Harahan. And I hope this sends a clear message that we're not going to mess around in Jefferson Parish. You come back here and you try to take somebody's car, you're going to be tried as an adult and you're going where you belong. Okay. Now, the young lady that just spoke, she's been speaking on the same topic, and she's been getting no results. Now, I'm not going to be as nice as her. This debacle on airline highway, and that's what it is, and it's being run like the debacle that it is. Now, I'm demanding an investigation from the state attorney general, since there were state tax dollars involved in that debacle. And to, to call in the U.S. attorney and see if there's some federal laws being broken. That lady should get our public records request. We own that. And as far as charging fees, they should be reimbursing the $31 million back to the taxpayers of Jefferson Parish for the six years behind schedule. And $31 million more than what it originally was supposed to cost. This is absurd. I'm I'm not asking for no investigation. I'm demanding one. People that don't have anything to hide, don't hide nothing. Now, one more thing, point in history. Since today is the traditional Columbus Day, America got its name from Emergio, an Italian navigator and explorer. Anybody got any, Vespucci, I'm sorry, Emergio Vespucci was his last
0: name.
15: Anybody got any comments, any questions?
0: Thank you, Mr. Howell.
15: Thank you.
7: John Francis Hires. I reside on 509 Homer Boulevard. I've been a citizen of Louisiana for 27, going on 28 years. Three days before Martin Luther King was shot dead in Tennessee, a Midwestern farm girl from Minnesota gave birth to a boy, nine pounds, 10 ounces. She led a typical life. She was the the eldest of four siblings. She left for California with hopes, with a lot of hope. She looked to be a a starlet. She was Miss Farm and Labor of Minnesota. Her father was the mayor of Bloomington, Minnesota, who brought the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Twins to that state. Yeah, he was commended by the Chamber, United States Chamber of Commerce for doing so. His father was a state senator, for, state senator for North Dakota. This farm girl did the best she could, but she married a, a, a oh man. He was, just, he was just the best he could be, but he was, he was a Vegas kind of guy. His father was an entertainer renowned. Gave Jackie Gleason his start. And and this man, he could tell you about breaking his leg and have you rolling in the aisle. I mean, he was literally just the funniest man I ever met. I loved him. He passed in 2005. This woman went on to marry another man. He was an engineer, and she had another child, my sister. She would marry another man after this man raised his hand and put a left mark on me at age of three. She married another man who then beat her. (sighs) She did the best she could. We didn't have domestic violence laws then. None of you really matter, right? I don't matter. Love matters. Loving thy neighbor matters. Honoring thy mother and thy father, that matters to me. My mom gave me this shirt and today you're lucky to get 28% because my mom appreciated my laziness. She knew, she understood and forgave me. And I forgive her. She couldn't protect her son or her daughter. And neither could the police who told her to get a gun and shoot him, which she did. If I had bullets for the 22, I put it in his head. The first day, I love my mother and she's a strong woman. I'm not here to accuse anyone. No one here is worth it.
0: Thank you. Madam Clerk, please note no one else has appeared. All right, Ordinances just for introduction.
13: Yes, sir. The first item I have to read requires a unanimous vote to bring it forward.
0: As being brought from the floor?
3: Yes,
13: sir. Okay. An ordinance amending the Code of Ordinances, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, Chapter 30, Sales Article 1, in general, relating to garage, rummage yard, craft, and boutique sales, and also amending Chapter 30, Sales Article 2, Christmas tree sales, to transfer permitting duties from the Department of Inspection and Code Enforcement to the Department of Citizens Affairs.
0: Is there any objection to this ordinance being brought from the floor for introduction. Hearing none, so ordered. A resub of
13: plot 134 and plot 135, Cleary Subdivision. A resub of Lots 3A and 3B, Bayou Estate Subdivision. Amending the official zoning map, of Plot 134 and 135, Cleary Subdivision, located at 3750 Veterans Boulevard and 3741 Pontiac Street, more particularly amending the zoning classification from C1 and R2 to C2, docket number EZ-1722. Amending the official zoning map of a portion of lots 3A and 3B, proposed lot 3D, Bayou estate Subdivision, located at 2220 Ames Boulevard, more particularly amending the zoning classification from R1A to MUCD WZ1622. An ordinance submitted under docket number CU921 approving the request to establish a special permitted use, conditional use, for a monopole cellular transmission tower for Verizon Wireless on a portion of Lot A, Lower Estelle Plantation Subdivision. An ordinance revoking and declaring a portion of Lumar Road right-of-way adjacent to 2719 Varden Avenue, (laughs) Lot Six square one, Holmes Park number one subdivision no longer needed for a public purpose, and authorizing a sale to the adjacent property owners, Robert and Lynn Shearer, for the appraised value of $27,600. An ordinance to amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish, to amend the pay plan for the classified service to revise select classifications, solely utilize by the Jefferson Protection and Animal Welfare Services to include pay grade changes, elimination of classifications, creation of new classifications, and modification of assigned footnotes. An ordinance to amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish, to create a new job classification, Librarian 7 in the Department of Library an ordinance to amend ordinance number 14796, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish, to create two new job classifications, Waterline Maintenance Technician 1 and Waterline Maintenance Technician 2 in the Department of Water, and to apply footnote 1 to Waterline Maintenance Technician 1. An ordinance revoking and declaring the 64-foot dedication dedicated for Future Road Parcel F, Robert J. Perkins Track, between Lot 17A, Square 4, and Lot 1, Square 5, of said parcel and track, no longer needed for public purposes, authorizing a sale to the adjacent property owners, an ordinance amending the 2022 operating budget of Jefferson Parish, and ordinance amending the 2022 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And that's all of the items I have to read into summary.
0: Councilman Walker, your motion? Move to approve. Is there any objection to the adoption of ordinances read in the summary on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, is there any objection to the motion to adjourn by all council members present? This meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everybody.